This car is the most honest car you ever see. It's been a dream ever since I've had it. The first time I heard that engine screaming, I thought, I gotta have one of those. For me, the cars have personality. What's great about a BMW Classic is the community that surrounds it. When you listen to that, <laughs> that's why we're here. Welcome to Classic Heart, the BMW Group Classic podcast. We are in car heaven, literally in car heaven. We visit Jean-Pierre Kremer at his Pace Museum to talk about lots of things. And you will be surprised because we're touching so many things here that we will have a long, long conversation. And stealing time from Jean-Pierre is my most goal, and I'm very happy to do so. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Thank no, you for I'm, having us. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you. No, I'm, I'm loving uh, to give you a lot of time, and, and we have very good conversations with camera, without camera. So um, let's let's go on. Thank you very much. I mean, the word heaven and car heaven is absolutely correctly because this is a car heaven. You have to imagine we're sitting here uh, in the center of Dortmund. True. My first visit to Dortmund, by the way, and it's white, and we see a lot of cars standing around here. I see the BMW Group Art Car, I see a, a 3.0 CSL, I see a Mercedes, a Lamborghini, everything. Yeah. For those two who don't know you, oh. how would you describe yourself and what do you do? So, I am actually a guy that uh, loves cars, first of all, and lives for cars. So in the moment, I would say I have a typical tuning company who's modifying cars for customers. Mm -hmm. But that came down to 1.9% over the whole company group now. Really? So yeah, so in the, in the beginning it was 100%, yeah. and now it's 1.9%. So I think now you're wondering, so what's the rest? So um, it is uh, a, a big part of YouTube. We're mm -hmm. doing five videos a week, so 20 videos a month, and they have an average time between 15 to 25, 40 minutes in that, oh. in that range every day sometimes additional on the weekend. Then there's a big burger place that we have with 15,000 people that eat there a week. <laughs> so 15,000 people come to, to visit us. Then there is the museum. Yes. And with very nice cinnabons and traveling a lot. I did a, a, a comedy stand-up show. I did do, still do TV shows here and there. And um, I have a foundation now. It's very new, called yeah. Circle and um, where we really try to change the game of helping people. And this was always for me in the past very difficult because you, you do help, but from that point on, whether, whether you help, sometimes it is money, is out of your hands. Yeah. It is invisible. Yeah. And this is what we're trying to change. I mean, that's a lot of things. So how do you cope with all this? Yeah. I think I um, have a very good team and a very good sense of deciding who works for me. And I have a very own way of communication in, internally in the company. It's very short and never bad. It's a lot, not a, a notes, yes. so not writing. So it's faster and people get a good idea of what I mean and how I feel about it. So communication is a big, big thing. And also I forgot many other projects that we do. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's 11 companies now overall. Yeah. yeah. So it's communication and having a good relationship with your employees. I mean, a true, not being a boss and he works for me. We are all trying to be good friends. Yeah. And, um, and this is the key. Let us jump a little bit back. So we're in Dortmund. So you were born in Dortmund. No, I'm, I'm born in Plettenberg. Ah. 
that is uh, yeah, a little further down. It's a real countryside, scenery, nothing. Yeah. Okay, so how was growing up in Flettenberg? Yeah, um, for me, growing up was, um, was very difficult. So no real parents and mm -hmm. um, going from, um, people put me from one place to another. Yeah. And yeah, so it was, it was not, not, um, not the way I wish or many people wish to grow up. Would you think that cars helped you out of that situation a little bit? Um, in the beginning, it was just technology. Mm -hmm. I, I just liked mechanical things. I like when something works because it was for me. And nowadays I can, I can, I can understand why, because it was a big trust thing. Yeah. If something works like this, it will always do it. And if it doesn't, I can repair it. Got it. This was very difficult for me when I was young with human beings, because disappointment was a big, big thing. And if people disappoint you, don't want to do that, you can't repair them. So they have their own way of thinking. So I, I was very, very deep into um, technical things and making things work when I was a little boy. Yeah. And when, what is your earliest car memory then? I remember cars were very, very important for me when I was young and also wheels. Yeah. Because this is the right height. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> colors and shiny and, and, and I loved wheels when I was, yeah. I still love wheels. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's uh, that what you see in some of your creations that wheels are very, Absolutely. very important. I think there's a big focus on this. And if I look around uh, the corner, I see a, <laughs> I see very like, I'd never seen such large roti foams in my life, I have to yeah, say, yeah, that's of, true. of a Hoonigan creation, which also is shown here. The way I stepped into cars was um, in the beginning, it was Lego. Yeah. Then it was uh, remote control cars, RC yeah. cars. And then I found out playing with RC cars and you want to be a cool guy with girls and all that, it doesn't work well. <laughs> so so you, you better change to yeah, a real car, tiny. but no money. So, um, but it, it, it just changed from remote control cars to, to real cars. Yeah. And planes and, and spaceships and rockets were very, very cool for me. Yeah. But I found out it was difficult to get attached, to get close to it. So it, it was the car. So what I want to say is with that, I love cars 100%, but I really love mechanical things in general. Yeah. So um, a turbine or, or anything like that is for me extreme. I, I, I was flying the Eurofighter jet, for example. Really? Yeah. How was that? Uh, I mean, that's... A lot of work up front to yeah. really get <laughs> all these permissions yes. to get all this uh, going. So um, it was a real trip. And uh, it was absolutely worth it. But this is for me things that I really like. I mean, imagine at the 12-year-old Jean-Pierre, mm -hmm. would, would you have ever imagined sitting in a fighter jet? Was there this I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very straight, honest guy. Mm -hmm. When I was 12, there were times where I'm not, not even thinking I was living. Yeah. When I was older, there were times where I thought uh, I would not have an own apartment. For sure. Yeah. So you can imagine how how this is. So that's why I'm. I think I'm. I'm still a 40, 43 old yeah. guy that is really every day really thankful for what he has and where he is. What is the the drive behind getting out of that situation? Fear. It so fear was the still, motivation. Still is, and I think if if 
I think many people can relate to that because yeah. if you grow up in, in a certain way, um, it's not that, they, that one day you wake up and you think, okay, I got, maybe I got some money, maybe I'm in a good situation. I don't have fear anymore. Now, not, maybe it works for some, but not for me though. <laughs> so uh, fear is for me still something that, I, that I'm working with every day. One can say that fear might not be the best reason to do so. How would you react on that one? Can't change it. So you have to accept it. I do accept it. And I mean, it brought you to, uh, to a very fun and happy life, in a sense, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but fear is a very strong thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very open with this to, yeah. to people. So I'm, I'm really trying very hard to make it as, as enjoyable as possible. And I think I make a big process in the last two, three years. Yeah, I mean, we said this in the beginning when we had a little chat before we started recording. I said that, you know, me personally following you uh, for what you do, because we were so happy that there was a, a real cool German dude doing, talking about things we love, doing crazy things, doing things outside the box. And I have to say that um, you always came across as someone who is down to earth, who's always wanting to do the best yeah. in terms and making things happen and crazy things. So um, I think I also appreciate the openness, and I think everyone does, that people who are becoming person of public interest, mm -hmm. which is the way you chose, um, how they really got into be open with their own feelings and things like this. And also, how do you combine this with your YouTube channel? Because this is like, the YouTube channel is purely um, about crazy things related to mechanics, to cars and things like that. Yeah, 95%. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there are videos where it is not about cars, where I really talk yeah. straight up about um, life. Yeah. And what I feel is that the interest in these videos are very, very high. I mean, they're watching these videos now for 10 years, yes. five a week. So they nearly heard everything about every car. So they're getting more and more and more interest in me and the personality and the, the person behind it. Yeah. So, and also in this combination, because my, my wish to make a foundation like Circle was always very high. And I thought, okay, now they accept me more and more like, you know, this, 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 this guy yeah. who's just a normal guy they accept more and more and more um, me talking about different things. I mean, it's also in uh, development of your own. You develop your own 100%, personality. 100%. And your brand and yourself. 100%. And I think... Uh, in, in, the, in, in, this, in this case, uh, I, don't, I don't like... I mean, like's the wrong word, but it's not about the brand anymore at all. Yeah. Because um, I, I'm always saying, if people say from one day to another, well, we don't want you... We don't want to see you anymore, I would be absolutely fine. Uh, JB Performance is still growing, still growing every day. 11 years something, it's how? You, I think one can say that it is the way you communicate things. I mean, you still be a little child in front of the M2 yeah. or whatever. Absolutely. You know, like, I mean, just it was on recent videos, I remember. Yeah, it was in the back absolutely. and you said, absolutely. front yes, then the side yes, back, okay. So let's go no, out no, to no. all the designers. No, uh, 100%, no. I, every time, it's amazing that I still appreciate cars so much. Still. Yeah. 
So I'm going into my own museum at night for me and looking at cars. And I've seen the car before. <laughs> I can yeah. look at it again. So um, for me, I think this is something that will never end. Never. What do you see if you've been here at night on your own, just you, just drop here and cars? Yeah, sometimes I have moments that are very strange because I have a very strange relationship to things that I own. Yeah. So sometimes I, I walk on this floor, I touch a wall or something, say, that's my wall. So it's very difficult for me to, that's my door. You know, that's, that's yeah. very, it's, it's, it sounds silly. We're sitting in your chairs. Yeah. Is it my chair? It's yours. We not have brought it. Cool. <laughs> I, have a, I have a very, very strange explanation. I own toilets I've never been on. <laughs> yeah. And you grow up as a kid having nothing, and now you have elevators. An elevator. Yeah. So, so sometimes I walk through different buildings and uh, at night and, and think, I was not there. When did that happen? <laughs> yeah. 11 years of, of uh, also hard work. I think it's not easy what you do. No, absolutely. It looks absolutely easy, but I can also tell, you know, the moment we were setting up here everything, uh, you were sending 11 messages to organize this. The photo is not correct, I think. Could you please mm -hmm. have a look and mm -hmm. stuff like that? So it's hard work. Are you, where did you get that energy from? Fear. Is it still fear? Absolutely. The fear of losing what you've done? The fear of going back where I was. Yeah. Still. With all this, I mean, this is a big, big package to carry, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you said that in the last two years or three years, you changed a lot because you worked on yourself and you accepted how things are. And I think acceptance is the, the best way of doing things. Absolutely, yeah. Where do you get inspiration for videos, for your YouTube channel videos? What cars inspires you? What is this? So um, I just sometimes stop the train, pick an idea, put it out. So the idea that I bring up is not the only idea. And so it's just a question of time when I can make something. Picking the ideas and making the ideas, they all exist all the time. Yeah. I mean, all the cars exist for a long time, right? Is there one project that really is super close to your heart where you really think, man, I wanted to do that and it's so cool that I was able to do it? The last two, the Super Golf and the G3 that we're building right now yeah. are on a very, very high technical level where um, it is difficult for me to combine this with my daily work. If I would only do this, no problem. But running 11 companies and having all these employees, and I'm, I decide nearly everything myself. But working on, on these projects, is it, there comes the young, uh, there comes the young Jean-Pierre, who yeah. is curious to do something. Yeah. I mean, I assume that also your RCs will be tuned in a sense. Yeah, imagine. everything has to be modified. Yeah. Everything has to be modified. I mean, especially in this region. So for, for those outside of Germany, they don't know, but this part of Germany is the, I would say, the absolutely headquarter of personalization, individualization, all of this. I mean, in back in the time, DNW, DNV, all these things, they came out of this region. Why is this region so crazy about cars? I think it is a cultural thing in combination with not so high income. Mm -hmm. 
and um, people were able to modify their cars back in the days for a small amount of money and make them feel more special and try to transport maybe sometimes more than they are. And I don't say it in a bad way, but I think when you modify your car, something is wrong with you. Wrong is just in a funny way, yeah. not wrong. But something is going on in your mind because your car has wheels. Your car has an exhaust. Everything is there, but you change it. And you change it because you want it to be more the way you want it. Yeah. Most of the time, it's bigger, more extreme, more size, bigger spoiler, bigger wheels. You don't change your smaller wheels or to a smaller spoiler. You want it to be more. Of course. And uh, I think this is something that in this region is very popular. Let's speak about pace because education is a big part. And I think the E in pace stands for education. Absolutely. Right. So what was your goal? What, what do you want to, to teach people here? Yeah. Um, I have very, a lot of young people coming to the companies. Yeah. So I'm trying to teach them here that there's a big fascination behind it. It's different ages, all kind of cars. That's why they're all mixed, not mm -hmm. these two. But they're mixed in ages, in time. So I really want to make a new impact. Every time when you walk from car to car and you watch the videos on the tablet, that you really get a new impact of new thoughts, new ideas. Maybe you find yourself somewhere in between that you say, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. We see a McLaren engine, a BMW uh, 12 cylinder here. Is it also that you try to share your passion for mechanics also? 100%. When you, when you watch the videos, and, and, and still, when I explain how an engine works, after so many years, I start slowly, and I can't stay slowly because the, the, I love it so much, what happens inside, and how different they are, and how different philosophies are of, of making this engine rev, and, and turbocharged, and, and supercharged, and all these combinations, hybrids, And um, I, I, I love it. And mm. I'm trying to get that energy into people. I mean, it's, a, it's so much to see. And uh, I'm sure that the youngest of your visitors, they stop, of course, in front of the cars. But they also go there because it has wheels. It has uh, belts. It is metal. It is plastic. It is carbon. Sometimes I think it's so fascinating. On the BT-54, uh, for example, yeah. it's 1.5 liters. And people understand horsepower very easy. They understand 100 HP, 1,000, 1,500. 1,500 has to be big. And you see this little boy, mm -hmm. and you say, this makes over 1,500 HP. Your mind starts working. You think, how? And then when you explain how, it's love. Yeah. You got a bit of a special delivery uh, lately, I mean, which we see in the background. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, in general, the, BM, the BMW art cars. Yes. For me, this was one of the most fascinating things when I learned first about the Warhol M1. I'm yeah. a big fan of the M1 anyway. Yeah. And stuff like that. And then, like, someone crazy to go, like, I'm a, I want to race, I, have, I like art, I don't have sponsors. <laughs> What I do is I give it to Andy Warhol and uh, ask him in the factory to, to paint it. And now seeing this still moving around also like on races, like demonstration runs still. Um, 
Why there's this fascination of the art cars? What is the combination that makes the art cars of BMW so special? I think because some of them respect the lines and mm -hmm. sometimes the cars don't respect the lines. This is what, what I feel. Mm -hmm. Because with Sandro here, the E36, he doesn't respect the lines. He respects the areas where he changes colors. But to use this, what you love, as a wall, but it's not flat. Yeah. So your brain works with the roof line and the, the hood in combination of with, with art and colors and something that you don't see normally, naturally on cars. I think this combination makes the art cars so extraordinary that you understand this is something different. 100% different. Yeah. And I think the different point is the, is the thing, because if you look at the Calder one, very linear in a sense, like, eh? of course, a bit like moving, but very linear. And this is just total madness yeah. on a car. But the idea is very nice. Yeah. The faces, this is how the car sees it. Yeah. The car looks back. Yeah. Like a mirror. And I like the little detail on the, on the side mirror with the eyes as well. They are like an extension of the driver's eyes, but can only look forward, never looking back. Uh, this car has been lent to you by the BMW Group Classic Collection for the Pace Museum. So Pace is supported by, by many manufacturers as well, in a sense. But um, only, only in cars. Only in cars. That was very important for me. The, the building, the whole infrastructure, everything is changing yeah. performance. I'm stopping to doing partnerships with, with, with car manufacturers mm -hmm. in general because JB Performance got in a position where he should not do this anymore. Yeah. That he is a, a, a really separate person that really can talk about everything what he wants. Yeah. The visitors that we have here is also around 11,000, 10,000 people a week around, yeah. around this area. So it's, that's, that's not bad. No, absolutely. Um, what do you enjoy while driving? Now the, 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 the strange thing comes, I don't enjoy driving from one place to another that much anymore. Mm -hmm. Driving longer than 200 kilometers on a highway, difficult. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy it so much anymore. So what, I, what I do then is when I'm by myself, I enjoy um, working on ideas a lot and also um, feeling into a car and, and, and enjoy it. Yeah. When music was, also at night. I think music is a, that's, that's key, a good sound system. Yeah. What do you think about the idea of you creating a Jean-Pierre Crema yeah. playlist for loving? I would absolutely love to. And we put them into the downloads uh, on the show, show notes and stuff. Is it, is it limited? Of course, there's no limits. Okay, okay. I will put something together. Um, the funny thing is, I, I, I don't stay in a, in, a, in a certain emotional line. Mm -hmm. So it can happen that it really switches from song to song. Oh, doesn't matter. Okay, and I mean, we saw this also, you know, one of our guests was Guy Berryman from Coldplay. Mm -hmm. And of course, music was one, one topic. And uh, he had uh, a wonderful description of how driving makes him calm after like a tour life. And uh, I asked naively, I asked the question, uh, being on tour must be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know that because you were, uh, so you had tours as a stand-up comedy filling holes of uh, thousands of people. Yeah. So it is stressful, isn't it? 
I think there's an exchange of energies and some pe people, people get energy out of it and some people have to carry their energy with it. And um, it, was, it was for me very, a very hard time because it's, it's a lot of power that you need. And the moment when you go off stage and you buy yourself in the car, I remember this very, 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 very clearly. It's, 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 a, very hard, it's a very strange feeling that you have. Not nice. The concert is over. Mm. There comes a deep, deep hole you fall in. I remember I did a show in some town mm -hmm. and there were a lot of people. And I left the hall, the, um, the, the hall and I was yeah. driving down the street and around 1,000, 1,500 people were running behind the car. So you look in the rear mirror and see these people running, trying to catch me. And there was a traffic light and I stopped. But they, the traffic light changed green, so they came very close again. And then I was driving off. And some of them were not in the shape to really run on. Yeah. And then only 10, 5, one guy and then you accelerate off. And leaving this group of people, I will never forget this, is a strange feeling because they're, they're trying, if thousand people try to run after you and you drive away, this is not what you just put in the box and no. put, no. And especially after a show and all this, and then you drive and you hear music and you by yourself in the car. Strange, very strange. And then again, the, the way I grew up and all this, Sometimes everything feels for me like not my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're just a spectator in a sense. Sometimes it feels like it. Yeah. What are your dream cars at the moment? Is there something like a dream car? No, because I, I'm, I'm in a lucky position. I have now 98 cars. Yeah. So I'm now in a, in, in, in a position where I think when I see a car that somebody else owns, I have, to, I can, I can, I have the same... Appreciation. I, I enjoy the same way if I, if I would own it. It would make no difference if I have it in my garage or he has it in his garage yeah. and I can see it. So I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm very good with... There's no car where I really say, oh, I can't have it. Let, let me think. Um, I mean, of course, I would love to have an F40. I would love to have an F40. I would love to have a McLaren F1. Amazing cars. Yeah. And I think these two are, even, are more than cars. Yeah. I also sometimes think when they design some cars and they're finished and they're standing in front of the model, of the clay model or something like this, and they, they, I think they, they, they look at each other and say, I think we did something special. Yeah. We recorded a very nice podcast with Adrian van Hoydonk, exactly mm. touching these points. So for those who don't know, Adrian is the head of design yeah. of the BMW Group. So coming back to the point, I think that the pressure is very high from the, from, from the outside. Um, but design is helping that cars communicate with us. 100%. Right? I see always an emotion in the face of a car. Always. Love it. Always. And sometimes I also... Uh, impersonate how they would talk. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't do this very often in front of people, but they have a certain communication. Of course. And this brand wants to say something. Yeah. A Lamborghini is not trying to be your friend. No. If you buy a Lamborghini, you are a certain personality. If you drive it, if you have it, if you design it. A BMW too. Very strongly. Very, very strongly. Uh, a Mercedes too. All these cars have certain messages that they want to say. Yeah. It's a thing of, 
of um, aggression yeah. and being something bad or being something strong, being something muscular, but you are not. So now I have the, past, I have the opportunity to have all these things that I said in the, in the beginning to buy it. Mm -hmm. I can be a Lamborghini by buying it. Hmm. And this is, this is where it all begins or yeah, where it true. all is a part of it. I mean, remember back in the 90s, uh, the angry view, the, 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 the Visa Blick, mm -hmm. when you pulled, I think you pulled out the hood a little bit. Oh, E36, yeah. Yeah, right. So that's uh, E36, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I, and I, but the, the, what I really love when you said that it's like for everyone has the possibility to create something uh, and communicate with its car, uh, relate to its uh, money you can spend or the person can spend. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the that's a uh, that's a super good explanation why um, tuning. And I don't know why people hate this word tuning. By the way, I don't like it too. To be but honest. why not? Because I think it's raped. The word itself mm. is used in so many bad combinations, and it's not an elegant word anymore. Um, I don't have a better word for it sometimes. Um, but tuning itself is something not. It's way more than that, you know, and, and I think when we see what we do mm -hmm. and then somebody says, oh, you know, on the side of the road, oh, it's tuned, right? It feels not nice. In reality, tuning is dying strongly. It is, no? Strongly, strongly. Is it because also the manufacturers jump onto that one or what is no, it? not really. It's because it's just not, it's not fitting anymore. And um, I'm in, 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 in a very comfortable position But I see other friends and brands around me yeah. that, that, that they're dying. And um, it is also because, of course, there's still young people who are very interested in it and, and, and also willing to spend a lot of money for it. But at the end of the day, it's a market that is, people are saying it's still growing and this mm. and that. But I think it's, it's not spread it so much anymore. It's concentrating on certain brands, certain things. But I give tuning the way we know it another eight, seven years. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, now you came to a point where you thought it would be really cool to efficiently give back. Mm -hmm. So this house, 100%. So this we you mentioned at the beginning, the circle. And um, this, is the circle connected to cars or is yeah. it completely off topic that, of that topic? Circle, the name itself explains it is um, I have, there are a lot of people who trust me. They know me for cars. And I see the money that they spend for stupid things, what I think is stupid, mm. for different kinds of things. But this is, it's, it's over, it's a few million people now. Because I helped in the past different families yeah. and I, I talked to the audience. I said, well, we have the situation. They need a car to get their kid or they need to modify their house to have a certain wheelchair application or everything like that. We always took, sometimes for 100,000 euros, we need 11 minutes or eight minutes. Mm, fantastic. And I thought it's a combination of trust and a group of people. So I thought to make this really work, we have to make a real foundation that is able to do this on daily basis or on, on, on certain things. So, um, Circle is, 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 is an idea where I'm working on it for many years now because I think there are many dogs 
in in dog pounds, mm -hmm. if it, the longer they stay, the difficult more difficult it gets for them to find a family. There are people, handicapped people, they're by themselves, have no really connection because maybe some people just don't want to, it's difficult for them. Yeah. Because they're all kind of disabilities and all kind of problems. And then a dog loves everybody. Yes. Doesn't care at all. And this is for me a very good combination. It's a very good way of bringing two things together where you, you, you think that unconditional love is a very important thing in life. Yeah. So in that spirit, I think it's a very nice way to end this podcast. And we're looking forward to learn more about the foundation and the future of the foundation and all the other exciting things to come. So thank you very much. And uh, everyone who tuned in, thank you very much for joining us uh, today and other days or whenever you want to watch this video, because it will be there. And uh, please do us a favor and come to visit Pace Museum because it is a very special place in the heart of Germany. And um, you see so much energy, so much positivity here. So we cannot wait to welcome you all here because it is a fantastic place. Thank you very much for joining. Jean-Pierre, thank you very much. I have to say thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>